Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome back to the Little Miss Nobody Knows podcast. I am Little Miss Nobody Knows. Man, it is 7-17, Tuesday, September the 21st, and I am... um, I had a bit of a delay, uh, of course, for my last episode. Um, I had an idea about doing actually a part two to um, the last episode, but uh, and I I don't know I, I still may do it, but I, I felt compelled to talk about character. I felt compelled to talk about character um, recently. Uh, um, a young man, a younger man than myself, um, he was shot and killed by a family member. And um, he, it took a while for him to pass. You know, he kind of lingered and there, there were hopes and prayers that he would pull through, but he did not, um, that I know. Um, and uh, it's just really gotten, it's really gotten, um, it's really gotten uh, a hold of so many people because of its the nature in which it occurred, and just so many emotions, you know, have have surfaced from this, and um, and it made me think about character. Why? Why did it make me think about character? Well, first of all, when I thought about how I knew this person. I knew the person to be very sweet. I knew the person to be uh, very gentle, comical even, very, very jovial, um, and very, very talented, very, very talented. And the the, the gift that this person had was very special. Well, uh, you know how in life where we have these relationships with these people and when we don't know them beyond the surface and there there's no real personal connection to them you know we're very our, our opinion uh, of them can become very limited and skewed by that uh, limit in our connection um, we, we don't have the opportunity to know them at home we don't have the opportunity to know them when they let their hair down when they had a couple of drinks when they're really really angry and they feel free enough to show you all the facets of who they are um it made me think about my character and how as caring compassionate as concerned about people that i am and how self-sacrificing I have been for the greatest majority of my life towards people I would always say you know I, I have a bad temper uh, and with that um, it's only triggered by things that that function in the scope of morality like if I see you picking a person's pocket you know picking their purse or picking their pocket and they're in a grocery store clearly distracted by something else and you concoct this encounter where they're distracted and you know 
their balance is knocked off probably by a brush or something but you're secretly planning you know with another person plotting on them picking their pocket that stuff sends me into absolute fury because i just can't stand to see someone done wrong and so i try my best not to do uh, harm to another person um and i just again i just can't stand to see another person wrong uh but um when i found out a little more about the person that passed away um it made me truly think about character and you know of course i had to look at mine like am i as nice as i think i am wow am i as nice yes i am uh however i do have these triggers like again rudeness people just being mean-spirited like i'm not mean-spirited you know but when i think about the other person you know again discovering that actually that person and several of the person's family members are actually very very mean-spirited very disingenuous uh, you know, they may say hello, but the minute you turn your back, there is snickering, you know, and jeers, and a stripping down of, you know, their opinion of who you think you are, like based on your outfit, based on your hair, just these superficial things. And, you know, that whole group of them would get a nice laugh and, and, that's just who they are like very mean-spirited I, I think a lot of people um pick on not pick on and i guess it'll it can be considered pick on now because actually she's actually come uh, uh come down with a very uh, severe case of her the degree of her illness and now i'm talking about wendy williams the uh talk show host the famous talk show host she's been um she's been criticized highly because she's very critical and it's not just critical because you know being critical to a great degree is what she does for a living but Wendy has been criticized for the degree of it like she's truly been seen as and I have observed the same thing truly been deemed mean-spirited and I don't like a person who's mean spirit because that's like bullies. Bullies do that. And when I think about the person that passed away, that person, I come came to discover that that person was a bully. Um, and when you think about bullying and, and, and being uh, a woman of a particular age in my day, we weren't bullied online. Of course, there was no such thing as online back then if there was a school bully there was a school bully they were right there in your face they were in that class you hated to go to um you hated to be the last person in the classroom around them when they set their eyes on you and set their intentions on harassing you that day um you know you 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 know you just try to avoid them um uh, because you just you know, you, you've been raised a certain way. Your character is being shaped by your parents. They tell you not to fight in school, things like that. But when you're encountering a bully, 
then there is no escaping it and a confrontation must occur uh you may have to fight um but it will behoove you to make the confrontation and shut it down well uh the character of the person um and because they're now deceased it, it makes me think about the things that are said at funerals um, and how, by and large, like the faith-based community, the black church, we try our best as a... This is one way that we are kind of uniformed. And that is, at the funeral, the true nature of the person's character is not necessarily highlighted. They try to speak well of the dead, out of respect for the dead, out of respect for the grieving family... You know, the person's best, most gleaming character traits are usually highlighted. And of course, you know, because grief is what it is and because it's so complicated and because, you know, the family all have these different uh, relationships with the uh, deceased. The, again, no one, unless that person was a gleaming, shining, 100% good person... They try to uh, again highlight the uh, the person's goodness, and of course, when a person is 100% good like that, it's not difficult to do. Which of course makes the grieving process more difficult because they will be like, you know, it, it will be said um, by and large, "Oh, such and such was such a good person. Why would someone want to cause them?" harm this way why would someone want to cause them bodily harm why would someone want to take his or her life well again with a person who's not such a gleaming character but loved and beloved because of another certain type of trait or character or talent or whatever and they try to you know just focus on this part of the person's character and oh, man it makes me think it makes me think about the truth, like the truth. Well, when you're dealing with a person's character, what is truth? Because is it not true that that person is well loved? Is it not true that that person is well respected? And also, is it not true that this person had a very mean spirit, a very uh, secretive, almost all alt um alter ego and you know other personality is that you know not the truth also Anya is it's relative and you know there is a certain time and a certain place to discuss a certain thing and you know in all in all decency keeping all decency in mind you know, I'd venture to say the funeral is not the best place to do it. People are already hurting. And grief comes out in so many different ways that, you know, the wise would tread very lightly. Um, but the truth still is, even if it goes unspoken. Or um, unhighlighted, maybe. Maybe I want to go unhighlighted. Um, so as to not, of course, make a spectacle again of the dead. Um, 
I can't say of that person 100%, although I know again that they had a very mean spirit and relatives that were mean-spirited. Dang it. Hold on here. Hello. Thank you kindly. Thank you very much, ma'am. Have a great night. Thank you, you too. Sorry, Albert. Sorry about that, guys. I had to uh, go through a checkpoint. Um, and I was going to stop it, but I'm glad that I didn't because, hey, it's the podcast. That's just how my life goes. At any rate, back to the character. And again, because this person was so beloved, and I knew that although very very talented very charismatic you know all these wonderful gleaming things you know I I tend to look at things where the big picture is concerned and it is my hope that because you know this thing this loss was so tragic that people begin to consider their ways right consider their way the way their ways the way they act the things they do um, just as I did, and I became very sober-minded to the to the point where I was like, I felt this and have this bitter taste in my mouth. Like, I really want to search my character. Like, where am I mean spirit? If I am mean spirited, you know, um, I'm not going this way. I need to go the other way. Darn it. Um, and you know am I genuinely concerned about people yes um when I meet someone am I genuinely interested in who they are if there's small talk that you know comes up yes absolutely um do I snicker and make things up about people or spread gossip no that's not my thing i don't i don't find joy in picking a person apart um outside of their presence if there's an encounter that must happen with me with a person if there's a confrontation of sorts i try my best to do it with that person um and that person alone i find it very difficult as a matter of fact to bring it up in front of other people to strip them down to you know try to cause them to be in a uh, compromising situation to where they're embarrassed where their where their pride is uh, you know diminished especially in their public image image is diminished however again if I need to strip them down per se or um, educate them on how their behavior or what their behavior is, I do so with that person. Um, just all these different checks, like in my in my spirit about okay, do you genuinely like people? Yes. <laughs> um, and the the what's the word I'm looking for? My tolerability of people. Hmm. That is a question that's a real question and again searching out my character because 
you know, again, find out this person's deceased, they had a real mean spirit. And I mean vicious. Um, sneaky. Um, stealthy. A stealth-like menacing. Uh, and they relished in the fact that it was stealth-like. Like, oh, you never, you never, they never guessed. They never guessed it was me. They never guessed that I was doing this to them. Smile. Hey, how you doing? How are you? Oh, everything all right? You know, but barely beneath the surface. The meanest of spirits. But and relished in it. I, I, you know how people say, how do you sleep at night? How do you sleep at night? Like, how, how do you live with yourself knowing that you are this way? Don't you feel a conflict within? And to know that, you know, some people, if you get a chance to confront them and their, you know, their character is not the best, you know, they're wicked or whatever. Many of them are like, just fine. I, I sleep just fine knowing that I can cut you up with my words and blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm not one who is a stranger to the power that I possess with my words. But if anyone understands how words can hurt, then they understand that it's best to use them wisely and use that weapon of the tongue only when absolutely necessary. Um, but does that mean that you have a poor character when you use your mouth as a weapon? If you have to use your mouth, use your words to defend yourself, for instance. Does that mean that you have a poor character? Hmm. I venture to say absolutely not. Because again, you know, upon provocation... Who's to say what comes out? Be it the absolute truth that has has not been hidden and is not being held back. Or, you know, just uh, have at it like a, like a, a machine gun. Have at it free for all. You know, I'm going to match words with your words I'm not going to mince my words I'm not going to again hold back you know but does it mean that you have a bad character now bad temper I mentioned earlier hmm what does that mean and and mind you that having a bad temper is not the sole equivocation neither is it uh, does it mean or indicate at all that you have a poor character? It just means that I have a bad temper. Like I, but what people don't look at with things like that, they look at it like this. Well, um, well, this is the other side rather that people don't look at when it comes to temper. Why can't you look at it with this perspective that this person 
in general tries their best to make peace or to and to be at peace with people and but they have no problem once it's been easily discovered that this person has no intentions of being peaceful with me okay is it safe to say then okay let's let's do it let's do it let's deal with these things Let's deal with them right there. Face value, no hesitation. Let's deal with this thing. Let's deal with, you know, whatever they, you know. But does it mean that the character's bad? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, I think it's quite balanced, if you ask me. I think that there's a balance in the fact that you can uh, try to avoid um, conflict um, and be peaceable with someone even though they are pushing the envelope uh, in a quite a severe way and then reach a limit because this is human. This is normal. Everyone has limits. But does it mean that they have... Oh, and let me say this before I go into that, posing that question again. Everyone has limits. And who's to say that once you provoke a person beyond the uh, level that they are able to tolerate safely for you and for themselves, who's to say what you're going to get? <laughs> There's a, uh, the, the, the uh, um, social media entertainer, talk show host, um, excuse me, and blog uh, host um, Funky Dineva says it this way. You can't do wrong to an mf and then tell them how to feel and or react. I'm not quoting it verbatim, but that's the gist of what he says. And I agree, one million, a billion, a trillion percent. <laughs> That's abusive and malicious to the nth degree for you to want to provoke a person and then flip and transform into the victim when you when you experience their wrath. How however severe the, the degree is. Now, I venture to say, and it ain't even an event, it's not even a venture, uh, it is not a venture to say, um, once you do that, that reveals truly your character if you are the bully. And, you know, say their response is severe. Say someone's life is taken. Does that mean that the person that took their life has bad character? Or is it a comeuppance? Is it a, that's what you get? Is it, well, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. You deserved it. You ordered it. You play stupid games. You get stupid prizes. It's more indicative of that bully that has, you know, gotten their just desserts. Um, Because truly, unbeknownst to the many that know them, they actually had a bad poor character and it's very sad when things like that happen because all of a sudden 
the person who's had to defend themselves suddenly becomes the culprit. That happened to me once as well. And um, because I didn't lose my temper, it was, a, okay, this is what you asked for. Let's do it. Of course, then everyone was appalled because what they know me for is to be kind to a fault, compassionate to a fault, um, you know, tolerable, patient, my quote unquote godly character, right? But I am always that way and I choose to be that way because I don't, who likes to be angry? Who likes to um, be, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, who, I, I don't, I don't mind holding a person accountable. I'll, I'll say it that way. I don't mind holding a person accountable. As a matter of fact, that folds into my character again, because it's about the, it's about the morale. Uh, the, I'm sorry. It's about the moral compass that I try to navigate on and buy on a daily basis. That's just who I am. I wouldn't do anything immoral to you by choice and I definitely wouldn't concoct or plot. So I find it a, a horrible, you know, case in a personal affront when someone tries to do it to me or I see it again done to others. So having a, a bad temper once is like it's like Popeye the Sailor. It's all I can stand and I can't stand no more. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, but again, you kind of have to be careful when you're expressing your temper. I'm learning, still learning as an adult. Um, and I try not to get in the mindset that, oh, I've mastered this. Because it's just not true. Um, nobody's perfect not a soul nobody's perfect no one has arrived as they say um and even when someone is being acknowledged for their poor character you kind of have to um let it be understood that as long as they're still living there's still an opportunity to change and grow and mature and develop and heal if you're mean-spirited because you were a hurting person. But once you're no longer here, the whole of your character is all that you left behind. And whether it's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God, or a sliver of it, one thing's for sure, again, that, that character is going to speak for you, whether the room be private or public. And um, it can't be changed at that point. So whether you had a good heart or good intentions, it's null and void because it's was and had. It's past tense. So, you know, it will behoove you to really, really look at yourself. And I'm, I'm doing it. I, I'm... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to point the finger as if I'm some moral judge and authority on it. But, 
you know, certain things in the moral, in, in the era, in the area of mor- uh, morality move me. And as I said, I'm learning to really, really, really look at myself and not fool myself for one bit. Because the pride of thinking that you're perfect can really set you up. Um, and, you know, you'll be just fooling yourself. I'm glad I'm on this side, like I'm still living. So I do have time to get it right. And I do have time to, you know, get any type of help I think I need. Um, I'd encourage anyone to do the same, to better their character and not fool themselves. But, you know, sadly for this person who's no longer with us. um, And the person that caused him to leave. um, You know, it's sad. But that's the end of their story. So... That's it, guys. Um, Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Little Miss Nobody Knows. I'm Little Miss Nobody. Um, We should be getting on this. We 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 should be getting back on the station uh, next time. I am several. I'm about a week and a half uh, in beyond the since the last episode, and I meant to do them weekly, but um, so much is going on with me with my house that I just cannot cut away time but i'm back on schedule now and i still may do a part two to uh when you're in recompense which was the episode prior to this um but and i really kind of want to talk about um who do you trust again the little bit more rather about who do you trust and how they come about like how you find them Um, So uh, we'll we'll leave off on that that note. And I thank you so much again for joining us. We look to uh, have you interact with us on our Facebook page. We look to have you interact with us via our email. Um, And we just look to, again, hear you uh, coming back to us to join us uh, next time, however the means is. Uh, So until then, take care of yourself. Love on yourself, love on each other, and love on God because he loves you, okay? Take care, guys. God bless, and as always...